0: with Lemon podcast. This is Emma Cook, your host. I am super pumped that you are listening. Today on the podcast, I'm going round two with Kate Warman. Last week, we talked about rejection and heartbreak within dating relationships. And this week, I'm asking Kate some fun questions about dating. I'm excited for you guys to hear it. So let's get on with it. Okay, let's kind of shift because um, I want to ask you a couple of just like kind of fun questions about dating. Yeah, um, yes. One, I would love to know what's like the most awkward dating situation you've been in.
1: Oh my gosh! So I love that question, and I was trying to think about it because I was like, "What is the most awkward dating situation I've ever been?" I will probably, after this interview, come up with a really good one. But something I will tell you right now that is funny is just it's just real life here so
0: I <laughs> we're all about the real and the raw here yeah I think what's just awkward
1: is that you know I try to really be open about what a guy wears and what he looks like on the outside and I'm okay with it I really am like I'm fine I love fashion but I'm not gonna be mad if you're wearing cargo pants okay maybe I'm gonna be a little bit mad yeah not a cargo bit. pants but, but please that was for the 90s no <laughs> anyway but All this being said, this is about six years ago. I was in New York and I was going out with this guy and we were, he was taking me to a nice Italian dinner. Okay. And so I show up, I always am overly dressed up. That's just my go-to. I love to dress up. It's fun for me. And so I meet up with him on the Upper West side and he literally comes out of his apartment. I think he had just taken a shower. He was like, his hair was wet and he's wearing gym shorts and a t-shirt and on his feet, I kid you not, are the shower shoes. Do you know the ones I'm talking about? The ones that you wear in the locker room no. at the gym when you're showering. Not and foot they have clubs. velcro and no, they're not the they're the velcro ones. They actually are come back into style now. But the thing is that he did like, work in the shower. Yes, the slides. This was not cool six years ago. So he was wearing the slides with the velcro, but he had just worn them in the shower. So he's walking and they were like clunking, like you know, like like squeaky I can't no. make this sound. It was no joke. We're walking and his feet were out. And I was just like, oh, my gosh. I just don't know if I can. I just Lord help me. I want to have a clean perspective. I don't want to judge. But what?
0: What? Well, especially when you're all dressed up. That's just (laughs) awkward. Like if anybody were to see you, they'd be like, wait, what? (laughs)
1: I know. I know. I'm like, well, we definitely don't look like we belong together. But also, like, shower shoes. Like, I just am like, do you really think that that you wore just in the shower? I just – I don't know, girl. And so anyone listening, please don't do that. Please. You know, it's not about what you wear. But at least try to compose yourself if you're going on a date. Just – otherwise, I just feel like I'm an afterthought, right? I just feel like he – literally forgot to shower, so he quickly showered and just put on clothes that he'd wear to the gym. And- yeah,
0: or he <laughs> was the- planning on taking you to the gym on your date. Maybe you guys were going to yeah. go play racquetball or something?
1: Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean, if that was the case, cool. Let's go to Equinox. Let's make it
0: happen. But
1: I'm- <laughs>
0: <laughs> you just forgot to tell you <laughs> you're wearing a <Yeah>. dress.
1: <laughs> like, no, but we went to an Italian place. The thing is that he knew the all the people at the Italian place because it was like his local spot. So he didn't care. But hmm. still, I just felt, yeah, I, w- I just couldn't get on out of my So head. that one the didn't country, work out, huh? No, it didn't. <laughs> that was the end of that. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, we don't think we're compatible.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not trying to judge a book by a cover, but I mean.
1: I don't know if you're really that interested in me. the Shower shoes. Thing is, yeah, the shower shoes. So that... You know, I just gotta laugh about that one. I'm sure I have more awkward dating stories, for sure, but that would at least be one. Yeah,
0: that's a good one. That's a good one. I I have the whole mental picture right now. Yeah. That. <laughs> that's good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Kate, how do you feel about online dating or like dating apps?
1: Yeah. So I have used online dating. Uh, I actually had a boyfriend a few years ago from an online dating app. And so I've had friends that got married from online dating apps. I'm not fully opposed to them. I just think we have to use them with caution only because it can tap into our aesthetic mindset Mm -hmm. that our culture tries to perpetuate, right? And so I think when we're just going on a nap and we're swiping, swiping, swiping based on like the first photo we see of someone, I think that that can be problematic. And and I'm, I know that sometimes you see someone, you're like, I just am not attractive to them, but they're really, really is so much more. And we need to have it go into it being like, I want to be attracted to the person, but I also have a deeper desire to learn the person's hearts. And so If that's what we're going into with online dating, we're looking at what their bio says in their profile and actually trying to have a conversation that's maybe interesting versus just judging off of pictures, then I think online dating is totally okay. But the only other problem with online dating, I would say, is I usually am a fan of dating someone where you can find someone else who can vouch for that person. Mm-hmm. So you can at least get a testimony or, you know, some sort of almost reference car of the card of their character. Mm-hmm. But you can't really do that a lot with online dating because you don't necessarily have mutual friends. So it's just you need, if that's the case, again, not the worst thing. Just bring them into community and make sure that you're meeting their friends. You're paying attention to who they hang out with, what they do with their spare time, if they serve at church, what kind of friends they have, all of those things. And get to know their friends and their mentors and allow them to get to know your friends, your mentors, all of that. So. Yeah. Just gotta, you gotta kind of vet a little bit more.
0: Yeah, I like that. And I think one thing about them is you have to do it with like intentionality because I think it's yeah. easy to just be like, I'm gonna go on a date here and go on a date here, and not just not be purposeful yeah. in it. And so that's one thing that I think we need to be Girl, better
1: at about that you, you know are so true because I think too often we fall into filling up our emotional love tank and mm-hmm. that's really easy to do with online dating because someone is interested whether you're a male or a female you get you can get attention from basically anyone yeah. so if I'm feeling like I need affirmation I can just start a conversation with someone random and get all my emotional love tank filled and that's not healthy we don't need to be doing that and so always heart checking ourselves on that would is a very good thing
0: <laughs> yeah, I like that emotional heart tank.
1: <laughs> yeah, <cool>. emotional <gasps> love. Yes, girl. Yeah, it happens.
0: Yeah, I like that. Okay, so sometimes we get in this situation where we're not really sure what the intentions are. So, like, are we friends? Are we more than friends? I don't really know. So, being on the girl side, what do you think we should do in that situation where we're not really sure what his intentions are?
1: first of all, that's a problem. We need to know what someone's intentions are. Right. Yeah. And so I think my three biggest things at the beginning of dating is be clear, honest and intentional. So be clear that you want to take a person on a date, be honest with them if you're not interested in them and show us some sort of intentionality. Right. So if you're not getting those three things, I think it's a problem. But I also think as women, we have a part to play in this. If we are unclear, we need to ask and we need to, it's okay for us to ask. Mm -hmm. So if it's, if you've been on, I don't know how many dates, let's say it's, you've been dating for two to three months, you've been going on dates for two to three months and you have no idea where you are. You don't know if that person is seeing other people. It's totally okay to say, Hey, I'm kind of at the level right now where I really enjoy getting to know you. And I'm feeling a little uncomfortable with the thought of, going out with anybody else. And so I'd be interested in dating you exclusively, but I want to just f- hear and understand where you stand with that and just have an open dialogue and conversation. It's totally okay. Even as women for us to start that conversation. Yeah.
0: That's so, good.
1: I'm always about the DTRs define the relationship. And that doesn't mean you have to be boyfriend and girlfriend right away. No, it just means check in with where you're at. You know, I'm still really interested in this. Let's keep continuing. And sometimes I've had people who want to be exclusive much sooner than I'm ready to be. And I'm like, you know, I'm just not ready for that yet. But I'm very committed to still getting to know you. So if you're okay with that, let's continue to do that. And let's check in in another few dates.
0: Mm-hmm. And that's just the whole point of – or your point of being honest with where you're at, right? Yes,
1: yeah. yeah. And if you're – if with the honesty thing – really really good to know if you are not interested in the person romantically any longer you need to say it don't beat around the bush don't ghost the person i'm really a huge oh i get very upset about ghosting so ghosting oh, means you just stop texting them or communicating with them and you don't say anything it does not do anybody any good it's very selfish in fact. So you got to communicate it and what that could look like is saying, "Hey, ex-person, I really enjoyed getting to know you and I've absolutely loved all of our conversations. I do want to let you know though at this point in time, I feel as though we this is moving in a direction of friendship for me, and so I would I am no longer romantically interested in you, but I would really love to and desire to remain friends with you if you if that is a desire that you have as well." And just being really clear. I don't have romantic interest any longer. I think you're wonderful. Can we be friends? You know, Mm. it's like... It's not that hard. Yeah. (laughs) And you know what? People take it a lot better. I have used that line. I've said it better. But I've used that in person with people. And people take it really well. Mm -hmm. But you have to be prepared that they might ask why. And if they're going to ask why, you have to have valid reasons. Right. And you have to be able and willing to tell them. You can't just say, and I just want to say this... I just don't have peace is not a good enough answer to me. You need to kind of describe it a little bit more. Okay. Because the peace, peace is very volatile. It goes up and down. We have peace one day and no peace the next day. So peace needs to really be vetted through a lot of mentorship and prayer. And so there is reasons behind that lack of peace. So what is it? Is it, we just have completely different communication styles. And I think that that will be a pain point for us long-term. Or we just have different visions for our lives, or, you know, there's compatibility things within there mm-hmm. that need to be communicated. So,
0: yeah, I like that. And it's, I think a lot of people don't want to have that conversation just because they're afraid of that reaction of like, why and having to explain or whatever it is. But I feel like it's better for that person's heart to just be able to understand and learn from the dating situation that you're in and take that into Mm -hmm. their next one you know whenever it's ghosted it's you just that's so much more emotionally difficult I think
1: oh it is yeah and the longer you carry it out without being clear the harder it's going to be so just be real about it if you want to be friends then just be clear about that and if you're going to be truthful about the reasons for why you don't want to be with them, always do it with love and grace and and kindness and always affirm the good parts of them as well. You know, I think we can't just be like, well, you didn't open the door for me and you're not chivalrous <laughs> enough. Like, OK, well, there's a much nicer way to say X, Y, Z th- things. Right. So right. we just have to be <laughs> loving, graceful. This is still your brother or sister in Christ.
0: Yes. We have to treat them as such. Yeah. Yes, that's so true. Yeah. So how do we break ourselves of the million expectations we often have of guys?
1: I think we really need to reframe our view on dating and see it truly. And I just want people to hear this. See dating as an opportunity to get to know someone different from yourself and get to experience a person that God created and love that person and be like, wow, this person has a totally different upbringing and different way of viewing the world. And I'm going to get to know a bit of that. And that's a beautiful thing, first and foremost. So looking at it that way, I have to say a PSA that you can go on more than one date before you decide if you're going to marry the person. Okay. So (laughs) we just, as Christians, we're like, I go on one date, especially as women, I'm going to size him up for marriage. What's his 401k? What's it, what does his job look like? (laughs) Uh, We need to, we need to get away from that. I just, it's funny, but it's also what we do and we just can't do that. So a few things, and I definitely recommend Dr. Henry Cloud's book, How to Get a Date Worth Keeping. It's a very mm. easy book, very easy read, and it's kind of like a dating challenge. But some of these things, I'm pulling a little bit from him. But I would say, see dating as a means to find out what someone else is like and appreciate another beautiful human being. Mm. Also use it as a time to learn more about yourself. So you, there's a lot of things I didn't know about myself. Or my needs until I actually was in relationship. And a lot of times you don't realize that just being friends with someone, a lot of it comes out more in a romantic context. So use it as an opportunity to discover more about yourself mm-hmm. and take really copious notes on, Oh, okay, this works for me. This doesn't work for me. It's a really fun learning process. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, Dating can also be a way to love and serve others, right? Because you're also helping that person to discover more about themselves too. And so it's actually a loving and serving process, right? I kind of like when you see it that way, it's really cool because I'm helping that person maybe discover things by asking questions or talking about different communication styles. And we're challenging each other and they're learning more and it's almost serving them in that way. Lastly, I think dating is a great way to practice key principles like dealing with someone who has different communication, dealing with uncomfortable situations, being direct with someone, all of those things will come out in dating. And so I think instead of having all these crazy high expectations for guys, we need to reframe our dating first. And then what I'll say is this, have at least five key non-negotiable qualities that are important to you, mm-hmm. and then the rest be flexible on it, right? Mm-hmm. And so to figure out what those, this is what I do at least. What are those five things for me that are very non-negotiable pretty much? And then Mm -hmm. everything else, it's okay. It's okay if he doesn't have good style. It's okay if he doesn't make a ton of money yet. It's okay if um, he's a little more introverted and I'm more extroverted. You know, There's a lot of things you can still be flexible on, but figure out what your top five things are and yeah, be flexible about the rest and enjoy it. So that's what I would say.
0: Yeah, I like yeah, I like that a lot. Cuz I feel like we can come up with this long long list in the little things we're like, "Ah, oh, no, but you got to give guys a shot. We're not going to find a perfect guy that fits your 35 different demands."
1: No. So. And also we just shouldn't say that I have a type anymore. My type is someone who has an amazing servant heartedness, who's teachable and loves Jesus. That's my type. There's a lot of people that fit that definition out there. Mm-hmm. But if my type has anything to do with what he is, what his job is, what he wears, uh, what his family life is like, I mean, some of that is important, but it's not. Some of it is too aesthetically driven. What, is, what car he drives, all mm-hmm. these different things. What his Instagram looks like? doesn't matter you guys it does not matter it's what in the heart that matters right and what where he's at with Jesus and his character so I think that we can sometimes get stuck on aesthetics and so when I hear women say he's just not my type I'm like well is that because of how he looks or you know what job he has or is that really because you know his heart Mm -hmm.
0: yeah that's (laughs) so so true think about that a little more yeah just give it a shot you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay, Kate, we have made it to uh, my last three questions that I ask every guest. Super excited to hear your answers. So uh, the first one, what is one thing you want 20-somethings to take away from this conversation?
1: Oh, girl, I love it. I think because we mainly talked about singleness, I'll say embrace your singleness. Discover who you are truly and why you are that way. So Mm -hmm. who you are and why – Ask the deep, hard-burning questions that you want to ask in this time in your life. Learn how to become a better woman, a better friend, a better coworker, and a better Christian. And know and learn how to love yourself just as you are. And through that, find a way to embrace your story and wear it as a badge of victory over your life. That's what Mm -hmm. I would
0: say. (laughs) I love that. Mic drop. Are there any resources you could put in our hands around topic of dating? I know you've given a couple, but...
1: Yeah, I also am a huge fan of Gary Thomas. He's probably one of my faves. He's in Houston. I love him. So he writes a book called The Sacred Search, probably one of my favorite books on dating. He also, he did, he was a guest on my podcast. He is just incredible. So I highly recommend that book to everyone. I also, this is a non-negotiable. Everyone needs to read The Meaning of Marriage before they get married. It's just, you got to read it. Tim Keller's The Best. That's a book that we just all need to hear, and he is the man uh, resources, otherwise, I think everyone should take the Enneagram test it 's one of my favorite things it 's yeah. a self awareness personality kind of test, but it dives deeper, so it 's much more deeper than the it's much deeper than the myers briggs and it has a spiritual element to it and i think if we can understand more about that we can understand about some of the things i was talking about which is why we think the certain ways we do and what happened in our childhood to make us who we are today mm-hmm. it's really good if you know those things and then you learn how you can reconstruct your identity to get to your true self and who god calls you to be so i love that did That's you just
0: awesome. did you just take the test or did you do you have like the book the i forget what it's called but
1: so there's a lot of books on it. I've read one book by Chris Hewitt. It's called The Sacred Enneagram. Also, there's a great other podcast that's about Enneagrams, a Christian podcast called Typology, if anyone's listening. It's awesome. It's by Ian Morgan Cron, I think. And that's an incredible resource. Also, Richard Rohr has a lot of literature on the Enneagram. But I didn't buy one specific book. Yeah. Uh, I just kind of... There's lots of there's so many resources out there. So yeah. I always do pick up the ones that are more Christian focused though.
0: Yeah, very good. I like that. I still I've taken like one of those like free ones that are only like twenty questions and I'm like, uh, eh, I don't know. I think I need to do the real one.
1: Do the one on the Enneagram Institute and pay twelve dollars. It's only twelve bucks, but oh. it's really thorough and it will give you the most accurate answers, I oh. would say.
0: I'm gonna do it. I've been wanting yes. to do it. And of course, like every podcaster is always talking about the Enneagram. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like,
1: I got to get on it. <laughs> I need to do it. Talks about
0: it. It's so funny. Right. Jump on the bandwagon, right? But I think it's helpful. Mm-hmm. It's so helpful to know like yourself and interacting with other people. So yeah. So helpful. Okay. Lastly, what is refreshing you these days?
1: I love it. I'm a huge lover of Disneyland and I would say Disneyland. And everyone always asks me why I love it. And I love it because it doesn't matter what job title you have, or it doesn't matter what how much money you make or how old you are. No one is like using these big fancy words. Everyone's just smiling and so filled with joy. And so I get so people think about that. And they're like, that is exhausting. I'm like, no, it refreshes (laughs) me. And my imagination is free to run wild. And I'm free to be like a child. And I think it's i'm so business oriented most days that i just yeah i want to be like a child some some more in my life
0: can you get like a season pass (laughs) to disneyland around there i have a season pass yes i am (laughs) i pay 20 bucks a month that's amazing
1: yeah that's like a worth it yeah it's
0: awesome (laughs) have you ever gotten to see bob goff on tom sawyer island
1: no but I really want to I'm obsessed with Bob He's so you should you should just go show up well he's there on like Wednesdays I think so I need to go on a Wednesday he's right now in Canada over the summer I'm weird I sound like I know his entire life schedule but (laughs) he spends the the summers in Canada so yes in the fall I will go stalk Bob I would love to be at Disneyland with Bob
0: right just (laughs) hang out if I could just hang out with him for like an hour I think that'd be great
1: Something would happen. It would be so cool. I'd leave being like, I love everybody always. Oh my gosh, I just quoted his new book title.
0: (laughs) Shameless plug, everybody go read, everybody always. I love that book. I just finished it last week. It's the bomb. Well, thank you, Kay. I loved having you. Um, I appreciate your wisdom in this topic. I think a lot of girls are going to love it. Yay!
1: Girl, thank you for having me on. It was such a joy and, I'm always open to conversations so if anyone wants to connect with me social media at kateness at heart of dating or email me I love having conversations about this topic so yes yeah. sure you slide into
0: the DMs right yeah totally I loved chatting with Kate she is so fun huh make sure you go check her out on Instagram at kateness and listen to her podcast the heart of dating to hear more conversations like this one Would you take a minute of your time to leave a rating and a review? It would really help me get the word out to other ladies so they can join in on all the fun. Thanks for listening in this week, and I will catch you next Wednesday. Stay fresh, my people.